We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Yes, it's free agent Friday, but it also means it's front office Friday. So, Keith, take it away. It's front office free agent Friday! Let's go. I like the extra energy, the extra enthusiasm. What a day kicking off free agency. Oh, my goodness. So much going on, so much to wrap up and break down. Welcome into the NBA front office show. Anybody who's new has not checked out the show before, please make sure you do subscribe on YouTube. Turn out, turn on those notifications. All right. All right, Trevor, let's start with this before we get into any deal details, Uh new contracts. So we're going to include the extensions that were done in the last couple of days and all these deals that are being agreed to today. Do you have a guess on how many players have signed either signed an extension or agreed to a new deal? 43. Yeah. Well, that's because you're looking at them. It's on the screen. So <laughs> three players have signed $1.5 billion of deals agreed to um, already or agreed to. I shouldn't say signed. They've agreed to here at this point. So yeah, it's uh, unbelievable. Um, you know, the amount of money that's, that's flown off the board already, you know, uh, you know we're going to get into all these big, big ones, multiple, uh, hundred million dollar contracts. As you can see what Trevor put on the screen, that's our tracker over on spot track. So if you want to go check that out, I will drop the link in the chat. So if anyone wants to see that themselves, uh, all of our team pages as well are being updated with estimated contracts just as quick as we can, uh, in that. So, you know, hopefully everybody can, can, uh, you'll check those out and enjoy. Absolutely. It's going to be, you know, there's, there's a lot going on today. We've got a lot to get through, but yeah, spot track has all kinds of great stuff uh, to help you kind of keep track of everything that went down. Um, Keith, where do you want to start? I, I feel like this is like when you go, when you go to like an Italian restaurant and they put that giant salad in front of you and you don't know where yes. to start. All you know is that no matter how much you eat, it's never going to look like you actually made any progress. That's what NBA free agency is today. Where do we start with this? I, I mean, part of me says like we could go in chronological order of the day, or we could just you know kind of go through the list here and just just see see where it takes us. So it's you know I, I'm good. You pick a place, de- dealer's choice. Okay, well why don't we go with the biggest deal of the day in terms of total salary? And let's start with Jeremy Grant, uh, five year deal, hundred and sixty million dollars, sticking with the Portland Trailblazers. Keith, if Damian Lillard leaves right now. We're 
I'm going to get concerned about the mental health of the Portland Trailblazers because this is a lot of money to pay a guy if you are not preparing to win right now. Uh, this sends the message, Dame, stay. We're going to try to build this thing out. The reaction I saw on social media was largely, oh, God, what have the Blazers done? This is way too much money uh, and too many years. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's so it's way too much money and way too many years if Damian Lillard's not going to be on the team. Yes. If he is, it's 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 fine, right? It seems like a monster giant deal, but it's not a max deal. It's you know far less than the max. We'll probably probably start in the range of about 27 and a half million or so, and it'll climb from there unless they they reverse the hits and they front load and start it high and bring it down. But yeah, I mean, we're in a spot where I think you know. This is the the average value of thirty two million for Jeremy Grant. You know where he is and where he's going. This is exactly you know, or I guess perfectly fine is the the better way to put that. So okay. I have no issue with this uh, contract. It's more the direction of the Blazers. You know, does this make Damian Lillard want to stay more or less? Like that part, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of money to lock up, a lot of years. And I don't, if, if this, I guess that's true. If, if Dame said, Hey, make sure you keep Jeremy Grant for as long as possible. And I'm staying. Okay. Right. But if not, this could be something that drastically hampers the future flexibility of the Blazers. And so th this could go South very easily for sure with, with a deal this big. But again, if it means Damian Lillard sticks around, then you should be okay there. Yeah, well, then it's a then it's I don't know, throw 40 million, 50 million, 100 million more in value on whatever that yeah. could have been. You know, if that if that's what it takes to keep Damian Lillard uh, there, then yeah, then, then I think you feel pretty good. Uh, Keith, we had heard Fred Van Vliet two years, 80 million, two years, 84, <laughs> yeah. 85 million with Houston. Houston said, no, nah, hold my beer. Three years, 130 million dollars. For Fred Van Vliet, we don't want to do two years. We're going to do three years on this, and we're going to get this locked up. Um, I don't know if anyone else was coming anywhere close to this much for Fred Van Vliet, but good for Van Vliet for getting this much much money on a deal. This is the other kind of jaw dropper that hit hit free agency, uh, and this is this is. All, I mean, you look at it right there. Fred Van Vliet got more money than Kyrie Irving. That's yeah. That's, Right. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and the number you see there is that's the real number. There was some creative rounding going on there for Fred Van Vliet in the tweeting, not by you, of course, mm -hmm. but, but in the tweeting as, as we do, we get, we, we like to get creative with rounding and incentives. We have not had a, uh, you know, it, you know, the, <laughs> the famous, uh, I think it was Rashawn Holmes tweet about it. It could be a max value of oh, yeah. X if, if, he's, if he was traded and the whole trade bonus came into play too. Right. Um, I think that was Rashawn Holmes, but yeah, that was just silly. But um, yeah, I mean, Fred Van Vliet, it sounded like the Raptors were still in play and this is what the Rockets had to go to, to, to get Fred Van Vliet. We've heard for days now that he was their target. Mark Stein's been all over for like over a week um, that the Rockets are really locked in and going after Fred Van Vliet. I don't mind it right in the new world. You have to spend up to the floor, right? No team is going to sit on a ton of cap space. So is it a great contract? No, not really. But the Rockets have, nine guys that they drafted in the first round over the last three drafts 
that's just you're way too young at that point. Mm -hmm. Even as a rebuilding team, you have to get some veterans in there. Fred Van Vliet will come in and he'll probably you know help them you know get more organized. We we've talked about it in the past, right? That team was you know if you buy tickets to a Rockets game and you're anywhere in the first ten rows, keep <laughs> your eye on the court because you might get right. hit in the head with the ball. Um, so Van Vliet will will calm them down a little bit, keep them organized, gives Ime Udoka a veteran. He can, you know, really run things through and, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I don't have a huge issue with this. I don't necessarily love it, but I, I think it's fine. It's a lot of money, but yeah, you're right. It's also a team that they got to spend the money somewhere. And so if that's the difference between getting Fred Van Vliet or not getting Fred Van Vliet, uh, I guess you go ahead and do it. And now we, we question, you know, what's Houston up to next? Is it Dylan Brooks? Is it Brooke Lopez? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they have enough to get both of them anymore. It's probably one or the other at this point after giving that much to Fred Van Vliet. So that's yeah, going to be a to see what falls. Sorry, they've got about 24 million left in cap space. That's not going to get you both so Dylan Brooks and Brooke Lopez. Um, and it's not like you can split that and get them both either. That wouldn't really be enough uh, for either guy, I wouldn't assume. My guess is probably dylan dylan uh D dylan brooks um you know is is seems more likely the way they go and then you kind of fill out you know the big spot if you even feel like you need to i mean let's not forget i mean this team still is loaded with young players you still have yeah. you know alperin shangoon and jabari smith and tari eason and in, in that front court so you still like kenya martin jr they picked up his option so you know that they're in a uh you know really really interesting spot um you know where they can go so they've got a, got a whole bunch of different things they can do um all right let me just let me address one thing real quick uh Saul said Austin Reeves is going somewhere else. This is why we ain't heard anything. I False. Don't think so. I, yeah. I can tell you from as close of sources as you can get that this was all totally expected. Uh, Austin is not signing a deal for the first, at least the first few days because they, they're going to want to see how everything shakes out. He's a restricted free agent. Teams tend to not, not flock to restricted free agents this early on. Yep. So this was 100% expected. If you're li listening to the Lakers nation podcast, I mentioned that many, many times. So before anybody stresses or anything like that, this is exactly what was what was planned and expected to happen. Um, all right, let's take a look Just at. Just drop the link to what we have up on screen in the the YouTube chat again, just because I know people were uh, you know there. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to. I'll touch on that Austin Reeves yeah. stuff, and then let's jump into the Lakers today and what sure. they've done today because it's been an interesting day for the Lakers and. The, Pretty good one, I feel like. Um, with Reeves, what you said, everything's spot on with that. That it's it's they're probably not uh you know, no rush to it, right? Teams don't rush into to restricted free agency because it ties your money up. That's not necessarily what anybody wants to do. Um, in this case, the Lakers have made it pretty clear, you know, without you know being over the line about it, that they're going to match an offer sheet if he gets it. And Austin Reeves, from his side, they know what the Lakers offer is to them. They know yep. what's sitting there for them. So so there's just no reason to, to do anything right at the moment. Now, they could read the room here and say, all right, that big offer sheet's probably not coming as cap space dries up. Yep. And they could sign something here in the next day you know, or so. I mean, it could, could come down in the next hour or two, you know, for all we know. But you know, for now, there was no reason to rush into anything um, on either side, you know, for, for them. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I don't, I think at the end of the day, 
we all know Osiris was going to be on the Lakers. It was just going to be how much are the Lakers paying? Yeah. That was the only open-ended question. And and it's going to come down to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, mm-hmm. If their cap space point, goes yeah. away, if they spend it on on something else, then I think Austin and the Lakers will come to terms on a deal. If not, they're going to wait and see if the Spurs want to. Uh, look, the Spurs would be grinning ear to ear if they could mess with the Lakers cap sheet and give Austin a big offer and, and make the Lakers match that. They would love sure. doing it. I'm shocked they didn't do it for Herb Jones. Why no one did that, I don't know. But um, the the Spurs may be the team to give Austin the offer. And then if that doesn't happen, then he'll have to negotiate one-on-one with the Lakers, in which case we'll probably see a three plus one deal three years with a player option for the, the final year. And it'll be about 54 million. So yeah, that's what, that's what we're, we're looking at here. It's, it's all going to come down to the Spurs. As soon as that cap space dries up, if they use it somewhere else, then Austin and the Lakers will agree to something. And then if they don't, then the Spurs will probably give that money to Austin and then the Lakers will match. Yep, that's probably exactly how it's going to go down. Let's get into the other stuff, the Lakers. Yeah. Because it's been a very, very busy uh, free free agency for them. Where do you want to start with that? You're the Lakers guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess let's start. Well, let's start with with the the big shocker was Gabe Benson. Um, mm-hmm. I heard a few things just kind of like, hey, pay attention to Gabe Benson, things like that. Uh, but still, this was kind of the... RKO out of nowhere, like suddenly Gabe Benson going to the Lakers for three years, but 33 you called million. yesterday. You said we were getting one. Like, that, yep. I, think. I thought we, we would get something. I didn't think it was going to be the Lakers, but I thought sure. we would get something. Um, yep. And so then they get, they, they get Gabe Benson on this deal. Now I've seen the sentiment out there. Like, well, Miami wasn't willing to go that high for a reason. Miami probably feels like they can just get another guy that they can build up uh, off of an undrafted or se- or second round pick or something like that. Cause <laughs> they just probably true. <laughs> probably true. Right. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of fans grab the stat and say, Gabe Vincent shot 33% from three during the regular season. What are the Lakers doing? This is crazy. Right. And then other people go, well, but look what he did in the playoffs. This is a really good value. I know you've said this is a good deal for the Lakers is that still where you're sitting right now, now that free agency has kind of, we've seen the, fir- the first values kind of come in? Yeah, they didn't even give them the full mid-level, right? Yeah. As far as we know right now. And th- this is a good point too, a good, good place to pause just for a second and say, these things are super flexible, right? It's, it, as long as the total money doesn't change, often we'll see, you know, terms slightly adjust, right? It is, it's going to be in the ballpark of this, but this isn't even the full mid-level uh, for Gabe Vincent, which wouldn't it be funny? I just kind of would laugh. Like, wouldn't it be funny if Rob Palenka carved out enough of the exception to sign a second rounder, that, <laughs> even though they now have the second round pick exception? I, I just, I, it was like, man, that's oh, a no. lower, lower than the full, full exception amount, which is just, you know, that just made me laugh. But um, yeah, I, I think it's, perfectly fine right this is a is a good value contract this is i thought he was going to get mid-level money from somebody mm-hmm. and he essentially did and I, and I think for the lakers you're in a position now where you he can start he could come off the bench he, he's done well in both roles um he's played off ball quite a bit in his career um mm-hmm. with miami you know play can play with other uh, point guards too he's played uh you know a good chunk of minutes alongside uh kyle lowry at times he's a good defensive player you know and he gets after it so i think you know all, all around this is you know I, I struggle to find a lot of you know pushback with, with the value on this is he a great shooter no he's not a great shooter you know but he's in 
he's not awful either, though. He's somebody you need to guard. And what he does, too, is he gives them a little bit of a different dimension um, than they've had where he is pretty good about getting into the teeth of the defense mm-hmm. and making something happen. And that's not always something um, that they've had, you know, from their guards necessarily um, on the team. Well, and also you look at this, what was the alternative, right? Dennis Schroeder actually got more on a per year basis than Gabe Vincent did. And Gabe Vincent is, yeah. is 27 years old. So in that regard, it certainly is just fine. And Keith, there was a moment, you know, we've been hearing for a couple of days that the Lakers could wind up splitting their mid-level exception between like a Dennis Schroeder and Eric Gordon. And people were not too thrilled with that. And mm-hmm. then it became the Lakers could just give their mid-level exception to Eric Gordon. And I like Eric Gordon, but that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to give your whole yeah. time. I think fans, and given where we were like 30 minutes before the Gabe Vincent thing came out, there was a, there had to be a bit of a sigh of relief that, Okay, it wasn't a 34 year old Eric Gordon for the full 12.4 million. Instead, it's Gabe Vincent at 27 who can be part of the team moving forward and all of that yep. sigh of relief in, in that in that regard. And again, it's a three year deal. So it's, yeah, I realize it's only one year shorter than what the Lakers could have given him in full because you can only give another team's free agent four years. Mm-hmm. But you're not, um, you know, you didn't lock in for, for big money, which they wouldn't have been able to do anyway, but it's just, it's just fine. It, it's a absolutely, you know, fine, good value deal for the Lakers. I think, you know, they did, did well with this one. Um, let's move to the other one, which yep. now looks like it'll probably come out of the biannual exception, yes, which sir. is Prince, um, who is only uh, just recently uh, come available because he was waived by the Timberwolves. Um, so I like that you'll pick up as well. I think good. So, I mean, this team went, you played, I don't know what, two thirds of a season with like no forwards, except for LeBron on the roster. And now you've got a couple, right? You've got Torian Prince, you've got Jared Vanderbilt. The reality is LeBron and AD are going to miss time. Now you have some guys who you can plug in there on the nights when they're out and you could throw those guys in and, you know, just keep things moving. Right, just kind of keep the train moving down the track. So I think mm-hmm. the Torian Prince, you know, get is is good for them. And it's also he's also not a uh, shooting guard masquerading as a small forward. Yeah, which is what like Troy Brown Jr. and Malik Beasley and those guys more or less kind of did. Austin Reeves had to do that quite a bit um, last year. So I, I I think that's another good solid pickup for very little money. Now, uh, I I you know, very teasingly said direct all hard cap questions, Tarek Pincus, because anybody who knows that's a running joke within covering the Lakers yeah. is Eric Pincus on the hard cap for the Lakers, but they are hard capped, right? So yep. they're in the limit now. They can't go over that first tax apron, but that's nothing they haven't dealt with before. And the good news is they're not hard capped with like 11 guys on the roster and squeezing in, you know, barely squeezing in a bunch of minimums. They're in a pretty good, good place um, with this. So I, I think we're, you know, they, they, they've done good work with at least these two, I want to call them the bigger signings, um, yeah. you know, so far. Yeah. I was, I thought that Prince was worth the 7.6 million, as I recall that, uh, that Minnesota mm-hmm. declined on, on the team option. I thought he was worth that number and was surprised that they declined that. So getting him at, at four and a half million, uh, more than fine there. I think you are essentially you're replacing. Well, I mean, you can call it Troy Brown. You can call it Lonnie Walker, I guess in either event. Right. But you're getting yeah. a, you're getting a 29 year old kind of switchy versatile wing that can shoot a little bit from the outside, which uh, I think is exactly what a lot of teams need. So 
so no problems at all with the Torian Prince signing. I, I liked that one. I thought that was that was pretty solid. And then, of course, they're going to bring back uh, Rui Hachimura and wound up doing, I had heard, maybe it'd be a four-year deal. Now it's it's a three-year, $51 million. Maybe a little bit high. Like I was thinking maybe 14 starting value, like or an yeah. average value of about 14 or so. Then you go up to the average value is 17 on this one. But um, but still, you know, he's he's a young player, 25 or so, and this is something that you know the Lakers wanted to get done. And I think part of this is you're you're getting the, he's a restricted free agent. You're not going to if you're going to wait on Austin, you're waiting to figure out what's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell. Now you at least know this is how much Rui's going to be on the books, and you're not waiting three four days for some other team to come in and make him an offer and then figure it out from there. So you get yep. that certainty too of knowing okay, this is what it is that we're working around. So two, so now I'm going to start piecing things together as it comes to the Lakers. Uh-huh. This is the same story for a couple other teams. So the Lakers using the biannual exception right now says to me they know we're probably going to be you know into the tax and over the tax apron next season. Meaning by next season, I mean 24-25. So just so everybody's aware, when we say this season, we're talking about. 23-24, uh-huh. next season, 24-25. Because when you use the biannual exception, um, not only do you get hard cap for the season you use it in, but then you can't use it the next year. We've seen a handful of teams do this because they know we're going to be over the tax line and probably that first apron and lose the biannual exception anyway. Rui Hachimura at $17 million, Like you said, you were thinking $14 million. Plusing them up a few million dollars, all that does is make him a better piece of salary matching in a future trade down the line if you get to there. And I'm not saying that's the sole reason why you do it, but it's fine. If you're going to be a more expensive team with the new restrictions that are coming down on the most expensive teams, which really don't in full kick in until the 24, 25, as long as you didn't get stupid and give them like 25 million, which then yeah. turned into a bad contract, 17 is fine. It's a little, little bit more. And that gives you a little bit more in salary matching down the line. So I think this is good um, short and long-term roster management for the Lakers uh, to, to do this with Ruby Hachimura. Now, Cam Reddish, on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. They've been, they've been connected to Reddish yeah, literally for years. He's a yep. clutch sports guy. We, as soon as, as it was clear that Reddish wasn't staying with the Blazers, I said that Reddish is going to the Lakers. Like, it's going yeah. to happen. We knew yep. it was coming. He's getting a two-year deal. It's a minimum deal. The second year is a player option, which is a little weird, I guess, that second year is a player option. But uh, the Suns players also got a lot of player options out there on, on minimum <laughs> yeah. deals. So. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But, yeah. um, look, who knows? You give He was a lottery pick at one point. You give him another shot. But this is where I think the addition of Torian Prince helps out so much. Because, hey, if Reddish isn't cutting it, you've got a capable, consistent yep. veteran player that you're going to lean on. It, and it's not like it's not like you're counting on Cam Reddish to come in there and be your wing player. No, you already got that guy. Yeah, exactly. And, and in the case of Cam Reddish, right, maybe he finally does figure it out and pop, right? Sure. We, we're all waiting. You know, it could still be in there. It's I tend to think it probably isn't, right? We're we're multiple teams in we're four years into his career you know we're now on it's this team four or five for him that is trying to talk themselves into like maybe he'll figure it out with us right it's you know maybe he will right and he's still a super athlete and this is i was really really high on cam reddish coming Mm -hmm. in uh as a draft player i loved him and he just 
never really kind of put it together. And it has not been from lack of opportunity or playing on all bad teams. That's not been the case. Every team that he's been on has given him minutes and he just hasn't taken, you know, those minutes and, and you know, really kind of owned them. So, so yeah, so that, that's not, you know, that's just a little bit of a, you know, this is a flyer type deal. The reason exactly. he gets a player option too is I'm coming on the minimum. If I play really well, I want to be able to get it, get back into free agency the next year. Yeah. Right? And, and, the and, if, and if I blow my knee out, I want to have the security of at least I'm going to get a couple million bucks next year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he's 23 years old. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it could still come, right? I mean, it could, could, could still come for sure. Yep. Uh, where do we want to go next? Because there's lots uh, of stuff we can still get into. Was there something out? There was... Is that it? Was those the guys? For, I thought there was one other Lakers guy. Maybe the Lakers, they, they had those four. Um, oh, there's, that's there's what still I still need to get another big, right? Yes. Like, got to get another big somewhere. Now you're bargain shopping, right? You could maybe even bring Bombaba back on a minimum deal. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, you, now you're just going to wait and see. All right, which, you know, which big do we like that got completely priced out in free agency and go. I've seen some people say, can we do a sign and trade to get Brooke Lopez? You can't. They're hard cap yeah. now. They it would have to come at such a ridiculously small number that it's not even going to be a thing. So because they're hard capped up at that tax apron, sign and trades are basically out the window. People keep uh, saying sign and trade D'Angelo Russell for Brooke Lopez. I'm like Milwaukee's not going to do that. Like yeah, why would they yeah, they want to yeah. it doesn't yeah that they yeah. they're out on that. And besides once as soon as, and maybe we can we can talk about this next. As soon as Jakob Pertl got sixty over three years, oh, uh, he got eighty over four. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was uh, Vucevic that got sixty Vucevic over three. Got he got eighty over, over four. It, like that's it. That that's the nail in the coffin. There's no way yep. Brooke Lopez is going for twelve million and change when all these other bigs are all right. getting twenty million. And he's going to get probably at least from the Bucks are probably going to give him fifteen to twenty somewhere in that range yeah. just to keep him and keep him in the fold with them. So, yeah, I, I think we're in a spot with Brooke Lopez where, yeah, we're, we're going to see him. I, I'm guessing he resigns in Milwaukee. Chris Middleton resigned. My guess is Brooke Lopez resigns. Chris Middleton knocked his number down a good amount where Brooke Lopez could now resign. And that could, could give them that they could stay under that second apron or the super tax as we call it. And yeah. that could put them in position to use that $5 million uh, taxpayer MLE to go go get somebody. And they, they've got some depth. They've got to fill up. They lost Javon Carter. Um, we'll get to him eventually. I thought yep. that was a nice signing uh, for the Chicago Bulls. So yeah, my guess is we see Brooke Lopez resign unless the the, the Rockets get you know real silly with mm -hmm. what they offer. But they're down, like you said, they're down to roughly twenty four million or so in in uh, in um, uh, cap space. So yeah, right. so I, I'm not sure we're going to see it go that way. Not as much room to play with there. Uh, I guess another big deal that we should talk about is uh, Bruce Brown to the Pacers. The Pacers. Yeah. There was for a while there. We were talking about mid-level exception for Bruce Brown. And the Pacers came in and said, oh, we can top that. And they gave him this big deal. But it is a second year. I'm trying to remember the total value. But it's second year. Two years, $45 million, Second year team option. Okay. So you got about $22.5 million there. And the second year is a team option for them. How big is that team option for the bang for your buck of this contract? Yeah, huge because that gives the Pacers full control. If Bruce Brown turns into a pumpkin and isn't very good for them, they're out of it, free and clear, one year in. Mm -hmm. If he's if he is great, well, then they just pick it up and they keep him and off they go. Now their challenge will be they've only got his early bird rights, but that should 
should be enough to resign him after two years at that kind of kind of money on the two year deal. So, you know, here's my take: good for the Pacers, right? For basically saying, all right, we're gonna pay a lot of money to somebody. We're gonna we're gonna go for it a little bit here. And that's a that's a pretty fun roster. And I was very down on the idea of the Pacers getting another wing because I was like, good lord, you, that's all you have, mm-hmm. but. Bruce Brown plays bigger than his, you know, six foot five size. So sure. I think you can play a little bit, you know, a little smaller height wise of lineups with him in them because he does play a little bit bigger. So I, 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 you know, thrilled for him. I, you know, I'm not going to pretend I know him real well, but he grew up in Boston. Um, and, you know, I couldn't be more happy for this guy. He made you know, relatively little money you know, in his career to this point. So, you know, great, great story for him for, uh, you know, really pushing through and, you know, you know, get, get into that, to that level. So, yeah, I mean, super excited for him and great deal for the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And the Pacers, they're going to be looking to, they're not going to be in tank mode next season. They're going to be nope. trying to win basketball games and, yep. and we'll see what they can do in the Eastern conference. Uh, speaking of which, what are the Wizards trying to do in the Eastern Conference? They paid a lot of money. Score a lot to, of points and to Kyle Kuzma. Um, so Kyle Kuzma, four-year, hundred and two million dollar deal for Kuz. That's that's more than it's in the the realm of possibility, but it's a little bit more than I was expecting that he was going to get. But the location, we were here in Sacramento, we were here in Indiana. And now here he is staying in Washington. It looked like the Wizards were tearing everything down. Now you've put Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma on the same team. And Keith, I'm really worried that the Washington Wizards are going to be just good enough to mess up their their future draft pick and their ability to truly bottom out and dig their way out of this by getting a superstar level talent in the draft. I'm not super worried about it because i don't know how they defend anybody no, that's true i mean good lord they're you know they might be fun to watch they might be you know they play a lot of 7 p.m eastern games so that's the early league pass window so you might throw the wizards on for you know to start your night and be like oh cool it's 45 42 at the end of the first quarter that was yeah <laughs> now we watch the game i really wanted to get into um get, yeah i i think and I think this is where you're going, but correct me if I'm wrong. Twenty-five and a half million for Kuzma, maybe a touch high. I don't mind it. Um, it's just, yeah, with Washington, that's the weird part to me. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But it's, it's fine, right? It's tradable if they need to get out of it in a year or two, they can. Or if they try to, you know, quick play this and, you know, um, you'll go through, then maybe they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they'll kind of come back around to this and say. Let's, uh, you know, now we got him, right? We got him and Jordan Poole. Sorry, the chat was distracting me. Um, <laughs> I need to not look at it as much as I do. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fine. The 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 value is fine. It's just weird signing for, yeah. for the Wizards, given everything Very strange. earlier in the week. Um, by the way, let me just say this: there's you know, forty five hundred of you in here. If you are not a subscriber to the YouTube channel yet, please make sure you do subscribe, turn on notifications, and everybody, if you could right now, hit that like button. Um, just pumps this thing out there, uh, gets us into the uh, the vaunted algorithm and all that. So hit that like yes. button for us. I certainly would appreciate it. Um, all right, I, I do. Somebody need to said get... loved you too in the Sandlot, and I I assume I'm Ham there <laughs> in, in Sandlot. I I'm I don't know who thinks you are. I don't know. So you got it. You have to clarify that. Tell us who we are. Cause yeah, my, funny, but 
Am I uh yeah yeah? Yeah, maybe am that I, I guess could I, be. I could yeah. be. Am yeah, I or am I uh what uh what's the guy's name? Like the main guy. Scotty? Benny? Oh Benny. no, Benny Be- Benny, Benny the, the Jet. Jet. Yeah. No, I was never very fast. Um <laughs> I, was, I ran I ran cross country because I could run for a long time. I just wasn't very fast. So that was that was well, there were 4,500 people in here, and then Keith and Trevor tried to remember a 90s children's movie and <laughs> the characters, and then everybody said, See you later. You know uh, why? Yeah. They, they said they've been talking about this forever. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that was a sandlock joke. Oh, Winnie Peppercorn. No. Peppercorn. Peppercorn. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, Okay, uh, let's get into a few of the super chat questions. Yeah, let's Siakam or OG more or less available now? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So the Raptors pick up Schroeder to kind of yeah. hold down the point guard position. They they're doing an extension with Gary Trent. Yeah. You've got Pirtle brought back. You still have Scotty Barnes, but I, what's Toronto doing? I don't know. Feels yeah, like they, they just I mean, kind of signed up for more of the same. Yep, yeah, the run it back wraps, right? I mean, yeah. that's kind of where we're at. It's it's weird now too because Trent's gonna extend and be the sixth man, I guess, because. You got to have a ball handler on the floor. I know, I know, Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam can do a lot of that, but I would assume Schroeder's probably going to start mm-hmm. uh, there. Pirtle's going to start at that money, so then that likely leaves you know Trent going to the bench. But then you kind of need his shooting in that lineup. I don't know; it's weird. I, I would say they're not done, but it seems like they're content to. All right, we lost Fred VanVleet. 
good replacement. Dennis Schroeder, that's, you know, fair value contract. Mm-hmm. They gave him the non-taxpayer mid-level. Um, no issue with that for how well he played for the Lakers. Um, at, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little lukewarm on their whole plan so far just because yeah. I don't know where you're going. It feels like them and the Bulls and the Wizards, like, I mean, the playing turn, I guess, will be awesome, but I, <laughs> right? I, mean, I don't know. And that's kind of what weird. the ceiling is, it feels like, for these teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't – I mean, if if Barnes looks better like he did as a rookie and OG, you know, develops a little bit more and you got the full year of Portal and Schroeder is good, you could get there. But I just named off like four ifs, and I don't know that – you know, that's a lot of ifs for a team that mm-hmm. you know, basically running it back. It is strange, strange stuff going on there uh, with the Raptors. Uh, Doug McMenamin said, explain Pistons strategy to upset folks. <laughs> I accept doing this to keep the powder dry till 2024. Lakers are killing it. Love you guys. Still not Dave. That's right. Doug <laughs> That's McMenamin, not, not Dave McMenamin. Um, the Pistons. So they accept essentially a salary dump with Joe Harris. Yep. They get a couple not of second round picks. Absolutely. It really is. It's a, but he's yeah. not typically a guy that we think no. of where we go, oh, you sure. need to clear the salary off the books. And yet the Nets did so. Um, so they salary dump Joe Harris onto the Pistons. The Pistons pick up a couple of second round picks as a result. Is, is there anything else? Or is this just the Pistons saying, hey, we're not going to do anything crazy right now. Let's just see how the dust settles and, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think the Pistons fans that I saw, and I have quite a few that you know I see on Twitter, were very angry because they were they thought they were going to go big for uh, Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. and it was like, wait, we took Joe Harris to make it easier for the Nets to sign Cam right. Johnson. But the reality is, I don't think Detroit was going to tie up their cap space. So what happens with these restricted free agents is you can make them the they can sign the offer sheet today, and you get delivered it. And it's 24 hours to match, but the 24 hours doesn't start until the moratorium lifts on those. So you're, you've tied up your cap space for five days and everybody's off the board. Like you're not going to have anything to spend it on. That's why, you know, the Pacers, they weren't spending their cap space. So them signing DeAndre Ayton, you know, after the moratorium was no big deal to them when they tried to play because they had already committed to, we're not using all this cap space. If you're Detroit, you could have played that way, but I think, you know, it's it is what it is. So I I get what he's saying, except doing this to keep the powder dry till 2024. I've seen a lot of it's gonna be a much better free agent class in 2024. Well, we kind of say that every year now, and it never yeah. is. Because you know, extensions get done and things like yeah. that happen, and it just exactly. it, it whittles down who's well, really speaking there. Of the Pistons, you want to play your drop? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Is this uh breaking news here? Breaking news and a oh. trade. So you pick. Oh, uh, let's go. Eeny, meeny, miny, Wilf. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I apologize to everyone's ears, but <laughs> but I love that drop. Um, Keith, I have not looked at this. I haven't seen it. I'm avoiding right. my, my tweet deck because I want to be surprised. Perfect. Sham Sharania says the Wizards are trading guard Monte Morris to the Detroit Pistons. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Sure. It's basically the rest of their cap space. Like, right. You know, that's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the chat is freaked out over the the loud noises that, that came <laughs> their way. Um, 
So Monte Morris. Five that, in the morning. Where are you? Where it's five in the morning? Where in the world is it? Five where is it morning? five in the morning right now? Holy cow. Yeah. Sorry. That's huh. me getting distracted by the chat again. RIP wearing headphones. You woke up I, my pregnant wife. <laughs> I told you I am trying. I, I keep saying like I'm going to, you know, lower the volume on that one and re-upload it. And uh, and you told me not to. You like it. So I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it. Don't, you know? don't lower it. Yeah. If it's too loud, uh, you're too old. Right. <laughs> That's what they say. If it's, you know, I know it's about rock and roll, but sure. Um, I mean, I guess, right? Fine. Right. It's it's fine. You know, I mean, it's sure. he'll help. He'll help them be a better team. He's basically this the new version of Corey Joseph for them. He's probably gonna be the backup and come in and you know, give them steady backup play while he's there. Uh Joe Harris picking him up to basically, you know, just using your cap space. I think that's fine for him because I think I, and I tweeted this at the time I've had coaches uh, say to me in the past, one of the worst things you could do with young guards is they kick it out and every single jumper misses. Cause then they stop playing the right way. Yeah. So you want to put shooting around kid Cunningham, Jaden Ivy and all those young bigs. Well, Bogdanovich Burks, uh, Harris now, and you get Monte Morris. That's fine. I, I think that's fine. So, yeah. you know, I, I, no issue with this. I know nobody's going to get super excited in Detroit about these moves, but it's, it's okay. You know, this, I, I like that better than some of the things, the better teams like, you know, Toronto, Chicago, and Washington have done. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, at least these are good uses of your cap space. We'll see what, how this trade plays out. Ultimately. Yeah. We haven't seen any. We got to see what they're sending back and everything. But yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, we get somebody asking about Jay Huff on a veteran minimum. The Lakers had every opportunity to play Jay Huff or try out Jay Huff, and they decided not to. So I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't see that they're going to pursue him. I like them, but the Lakers obviously didn't, and so I, I would be. I don't think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, uh, generally, once you see a guy go through summer league, part of the G League team, if it doesn't happen, then it's pretty rare that they run it back. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, all right. Let's get, oh, who's the best big we can actually get? So I'm assuming you're talking about the Lakers. People don't realize we're adding to a conference finals. It depends on, you know, how everything, the, how the dust settles. Who's left standing when the music stops, right? That's what we're going to be looking for. And then and probably working now on a minimum. Yeah, it's right. going to, we're talking about a minimum contract. And that's, we'll see so, who's, I mean, still, it, who's still let's out Let's run there. through some of the guys who are still out there that are, you know, centers. Uh, old friend, Thomas Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um Somebody I would actually like this guy for the Lakers, Jock Landale. Yep. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh old friend Mo Wagner, maybe. Mm-hmm. Madman Mo. If you wanted to go a little more upside and see if you can finally you know drag some some of consistency out of him, Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes. Yep. Yeah, it could be could be good. Um you Is know, Biombo is another name. Yeah, Bit Biombo. I mean Montrez Harrell, you've sure. been there, done that. Uh, Cody Zeller, he was, you know, okay in the regular season. He probably drops out you know, by the time he gets to the playoffs. There's not even a lot of the power forwards that you could say could be mm-hmm. fives. Um, we heard right before free agency, there was a lot of stuff linking Dario Sarge to the Warriors, which mm-hmm. hasn't come to pass yet. So if for some reason that falls apart, you could go with him or Jamichael Green. Yep. If you really want to, I would shoot for more of a real center would, would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, I agreed, and it could it could even be you bring back Mo Bamba. We'll see. Yeah, what I happens mean, Christian Wood is available, but getting him on the minimum is not going to be a not gonna, right. 
Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when Gabriel's still out there. So there's some guys, nobody that's nobody that you're going to go, what the Lakers got that guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, that guy's not out there. Yeah. That you're looking for somebody there. serviceable for yep. you know, 15 minutes a night. If you need it. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, Jeremy said, been able to get a two hour workout in and keep up because of you guys. Uh, my gut. Thanks you. Uh, also Gabe signed for less per year than Schroeder. So great move. Hope we get, a Mason signing now. Plumlee's not going to, they'll, they'll have the minimum to use, and I don't see yeah. Mason coming for the minimum. That's not I, and I don't see the Clippers letting him go if that's the case. Because no. they'll bring him back just if for no other reason to have him as you know salary matching in the trade down the line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, speaking of, of bargains though, Josh Richardson to Miami, and we didn't talk yeah, about that minimum. one. Holy moly, how did they get him on the minimum? That that's a phenomenal value. He made what 12 million last season, right in there. That's a great, great value. What a way to bounce back Miami after losing Max Struess and, and Gabe Vincent uh, to get him on that contract. That's uh, that, that was really, really shocking. Yeah, that was a um, you know good get for uh, Miami. They're they're in a spot where I think it is um, one they needed depth. Getting Josh Richardson on the minimum. Josh Richardson played there, still owns a home in Miami, a very mm. nice one on the water. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, so it seems like he's happy to go back there. This is another one where it's an option on that second year. So, you know, this is, you know, go there, have a good year, and then you can figure it out a year from now, you know, whether you want to roll back with the heat or whatever. And he's got a little bit of rebuilding of his value to do not a ton. I mean, he was fine mm -hmm. for the Spurs and the Pelicans last year. So, but a surprise. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise. They also, it, it seemed to go a little underreported. Um, I think cause we didn't get any kind of terms, but Kevin Love is also going to resign yes. there. That came yep. from uh, Miami based reporters uh, had that one. So, uh, you know, that's fine. It's probably the minimum or maybe a slight bump by uh, using, cause they signed him with the biannual a year ago. So they could give him a little bit of a bump. I using his non bird right, so I don't have a problem with that. And then to jump off that, what did you think? You know, Max Struess to the Cavs that's an interesting landing spot for him. And then it's looking like that may wind up becoming a, a sign and trade, is what we were seeing. That's that maybe how that ultimately yeah, goes down. That's what it sounds like now. That was reported very early on, and then we never really heard yeah. anything after that, right? We we didn't we we didn't get uh, any kind of follow up. The Cavs though re signed Karis Levert. Uh, they added George Niang. I, I really like the Niang addition for them. It just gives them a different look in the front court. Mm -hmm. um, you know, guy he really shoots it. You know, shoots. Yeah, he He's a good ball over 40%. mover. Yeah, played well with Donovan Mitchell in Utah. So, you know, he's a very popular teammate. He's somebody people really, really like. So, you know, I, I kind of, you know, thought that was a good, you know, sneaky signing for them. And then, yeah, if they get Max Struess and you kept Karis LeVert, that's a good day's work, right? You, mm -hmm. you, you filled out your rotation uh, quite well there with two of the better shooters that were available on the market in Niang and, and uh, Struess. Yep. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. All right. Jeremy says Masai is too busy trying to get 35 picks for OG to worry about the direction of the team. Maybe uh, for, this is a good question Forum blue. Kevin, which team had the most questionable signing? So which signing do you look at that's happened today? You say, yeah, that was probably, and, and we don't know how these are going to play out, but what do you think is probably the worst signing of the day? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I'm going to jump off of the screen and just look at my sheets for a minute just so I can yeah. kind of look at them very quickly. I um, Oh, no, I, I don't even need to look. Reggie Jackson. 
the mm. Nuggets gave him the taxpayer mid level, and I don't get that. He's, you know, Reggie Jackson, BC guy. So I'm, you know, I'm a big Reggie Jackson fan, but I don't know. I felt like he's a minimum guy. I don't know why they felt the need to give him the uh, taxpayer uh, mid level. So yeah, that was definitely a surprise. And um, a player option on the second year too. Right. Right. I mean, they, they gave him the, I mean, almost the, uh, the Bruce Brown deal. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is, it, and now you turn it into Reggie Jackson, who hasn't been good in a, in a couple of years now. He had some moments with the Clippers, but I agree. I think that one is, is very, very questionable for sure. Um, and it's, I'm not going to get crazy where it's $5 million. Yeah. It's not the, but the, the nuggets world. are so limited in what they could spend. Um, another one that was a little weird was Joe Ingles to the Magic. I was just looking at that. Yeah. yeah $11 million there. But I get it, right? You're you've seen, right? This is a far lesser version, far, 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 far lesser version of Fred Van Vliet to the Rockets. This is putting a grown up in the room on the Magic, yep. right? And he's going to help them really, you know, move things forward. That they have every intention of trying to contend uh, next season for a playoff spot, and Joe Ingles will really help them. So I think think that's you know pr- pretty good. Yeah, I think Joe Ingles is is a good pick as well. There um, is there is there no option or anything on the second year there. I don't think there is. Sorry, is there? I went on mute. Um, oh, no yeah, I don't know. I don't. No, it's a team option. It's a team oh, option. So okay. we'll find That's out if it's bad. a team option or a non-guarantee. Those get used interchangeably. We'll find that out when it's actually signed. But that's the Magic's mo. Whether these they tend they like to give these out. Oh, Orlando, by the way, just you know for the seven Magic fans watching this, probably um at you know eleven o'clock on the East Coast. They picked up, uh, or not picked up, but they guaranteed Markel Fultz and Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. And then they um, went into, uh, uh, they extended the guarantee date for Bull Bull. So we'll see what happens with him down the line. That's right. That's right. We'll see. Uh, the Magic making some moves there. Uh, as Doug McMenamin notes, 5,000 people in here, 600 plus likes. Congrats. You Thank you. Thank you, man. Do, do appreciate it. Yeah, we're a week out from being together. That's right. Person for, for, in for an Las Vegas. Show. So yeah, we're, we're super excited. Summer league starts a week from today. So yep. uh, we'll, <laughs> our first show is going to be get it done and get to the gym. Cause yep. we want to see some Wemby time uh, hopefully. So um, we'll go from there. Uh, deal with that. But yeah, man, we're excited. You know, we hope anybody who's out there, please, if you see us come say hi, um, we'll, we'll put details out when we're recording um, in the yeah. studio and you guys can come by and, and check out the show if you want. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked in the chat, did, did the magic pick up Isaac's team option? It's not a team option. It's a non-guaranteed deal. It doesn't fully guarantee till the league wide date in on January 10th. So they have plenty of time. They, they weren't going to waive him unless they had, you know, reason to open up more in cap space and go crazy with that. So yeah, um, yeah that's a good question though. All right. Um, is there anything else? you want to get into anything that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I guess we haven't talked about, we didn't, we didn't talk about Draymond green, yep, his deal. That's the one I was going to go to next. Um, yep. what, what were your thoughts there? I thought I was a little surprised. I mean, not he's, he's getting rewarded for a great career. There's no question, but yep. a player option on the final year was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. That part was, was, was semi surprising to me there. I thought they would keep it to a three year deal to align mm-hmm. him with Stephen Curry. And maybe they're like, you know, we'll see what happens there with that. But, but yeah, yeah I, I think it's, um, I think it's good. You know, I, I think it's fine. You know, 25 million annual value for Draymond Green is more than fine for what he brings mm-hmm. uh, to, to the Warriors. And you keep the core together for the nat- last, last run with, with the three of them. 
Yep. Yeah, and we'll see how the Warriors do this next year. Obviously, those three wanted to stay together. And again, would yeah. be cool in this in this era of player movement, which is great and it helps us out a ton. There's no question. But it is also kind of cool seeing some guys that are going to probably go out with the same team that they arrived with. So um, it good was on a second round pick uh, to the Wizards for Monte Morris. Oh, OK. There it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I want to go, um, I want to go into another deal. Uh, we didn't really talk about Kyrie. Oh to, yeah. We didn't Mavs. talk about that. That was so <laughs> what happened to all the meetings? Keith? They were quick, I guess. Zoom <laughs> Kyrie chats. was going to meet with like everybody, whether or yeah. not they had any cap space or anything. And then it, it became, okay, we got a three-year deal. Yeah, they were uh, very short FaceTimes where it was, yes. hey, can you guys give me $40 million? You can't buy. Oh, can you shoot, give me $40 you million? Dollars? Buy. Right, yeah. I mean, in the end, fine. Right, he took less than yep. the max, which helps open up for the Mavs the uh, ability to use uh, their exceptions. One of them's going to get used on Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. I like that move. You know, throw, just keep More throwing shooting. shooters. Yep, around guys. And, you're, you know, generally that works out okay. So, yeah, I, I think it you know it's fine right it's three years so let's see you know if it how that three years plays out i have doubts that it'll get all the way to the third year with him in dallas but maybe maybe it does maybe this mm-hmm. is you'll find the right spot and it all works out so so we'll see uh chris i'm just going off the the screen chris middleton uh you yeah know, 102 million of the box i touched on it earlier load his cap number what it would have been if he picked up his option by about six million so that's good work added a couple years on to the end by you know taking a little bit less money this year so i think that's that's a fair value deal and if you're milwaukee now get brooke lopez resigned and fill out your bench and go uh yep. herb jones yeah it was a nice one four I, year you know kind of what we expected when we heard the reports that he'd uh, that they'd not done the team option. They did this a year early. If you want to know more, we covered it in yesterday's show. Um, if, if you want to get more into, into that stuff uh, there with, with, with those ones. So, um, but yeah, I, again, fine. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's a really not fine. That's actually a great deal for the Pelicans. He's, mm-hmm. he's really, really good. He's amazing. Uh, Cam Johnson. We didn't really talk about him. Four oh, years, yeah. 108 million. Uh, going back to the Nets. Yeah. Um I like it, right? I think that I think that's a good value contract for what Cam Johnson is kind of growing into. I don't know why he's not showing on there. I'll find Yeah, him. I was going to say I don't yeah. I'm looking for him and not seeing him, but uh yeah, but 4 years 108 million. Out. What what struck me was that Kyle Kuzma got a bit more than Cam Johnson. I don't know if I would rank them that way. I mean, yeah. It's close enough. Like I'm not I'm not yeah. sleep over it or anything like that. It's close enough for sure. But uh but I think that's a solid deal for for Cam Johnson who's been I mean, a great, great shooter. Yeah, big time. And, you know, and this was the Nets basically saying, we're not going to mess around in restrictive yeah. free agency, right? We're moving forward. We want this guy. This is a guy guy we want to have on there. So, yeah, I like Cam Johnson. He's really good. It's now kind of him and uh, um, Mikhail Bridges' team move, moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're the team uh, together, and they're 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 going to you know, keep uh, uh, you know, p- plugging along uh, with, with those two guys. So uh, we talked about – the Bulls re-signed Kobe White. They added Javon Carter. Yep. So working around Lonzo Ball, right? In right. The, I like the, Javon the, Carter. Yeah, I like Javon Carter too. He's one of my favorite underrated, uh, you know, 
guys. I had him on my under the radar free agent list and three years, 20 million is a great value for him. Yeah. Uh, three years, 40 million. If Kobe white, it's weird. That one was one of the funnier ones. It was one of the early deals that came out. And it was the first report was he got 33 million. Then the next report was 40. So there's mm-hmm. obviously some incentives in there uh, with that one. So we'll see. Uh, Celtics, too, they did a couple things for them. They're going to extend Chris Tapps Porzingis. Has expected, 60 yep. million over the next two years. That's less money than he could have got by a considerable amount. So yep. I think that's good for the Celtics, you know, to uh, bring his number down a little bit. I think that's good. And then they got O'Shea Brissett, who's just a depth guy at the end of the bench. That's, you know, good, good backup guys. You know, Celtics fans will remember he was, you know, great against them in a game this, uh, uh, this year or last year. I can't remember what he absolutely Isn't that funny? Three pointers, yeah. It's it's like the old Doc Rivers approach, right? Like, yep. you know, this guy used to kill me, so I'm gonna sign him. Go get him. Uh, there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then the Suns. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about that. What? They went. They though they gave out those veteran minimums, and the way they got players to take the veteran minimum right now was by yeah. giving that second year player option on so many of them. But they yep. picked up some guys. Like I don't. I need to pull up the list and see because there were a I bunch got it of here. I've got it okay. on their, their page. So these are the guys they added. They re-signed uh Damian Lee, really mm-hmm. good shooter. Then they got Keita Bates Diop, Drew Eubanks, and Yuta Watanabe in free agency yeah. along with Solid. uh Chimezi Metu. And they signed they re-signed Josh Akogi. So I think those are all really good signings. Keita Bates, yeah. Diop, Drew Eubanks, and, and uh, Yuta Watanabe were all on my under-the-radar free agent list, and they all came off the board in like the first hour of free agency on minimum yeah. contract. And I think they're all really good. I, I think you know the, the, those three guys are going to really play well. Uh, Bates, Diop took a huge leap forward over the last two seasons with the Spurs, and no one really saw it because the Spurs weren't very good. And then right. Watanabe was really good as, as a shooter. And, you know, we're really, uh, you know, he hit shots and he plays so hard, right? So yeah. he'll be an instant fan favorite there. And then Drew Eubanks, again, the end of the last couple of years with the Trailblazers, no one's really been watching, but he's been really good, really good finisher around the rim. He's somebody that I would have thought the Lakers would have really might have tried too. to get on a minimum deal if they could have got him. But the reality is he may, you know, play a lot in Phoenix, uh, yeah. you know, pending get what happens with DeAndre Ayton and those kind of things. So really good work for the Suns considering the minimums the are literally all they to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I like the the signings that they added. I think they added a lot of guys that make sense. Um, it's still like a lot of them are, are you know, kind of hit and miss. You don't know for sure what you're going to get on them a night to night basis. So settling into rotation, it'll be interesting to see what, what Phoenix does. But, but I mean, this is pretty solid work considering the limitations that they were, that they were under. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we'll let you want to go through some of the names and then we could uh, do some super chats to, yeah. to go go through some of the names that are still left, I should say. Sure. Um, out there and then, cool. then we can, can wipe out some super chats. And uh, I think we're down uh, here. We're at uh, Trey Jones. Yeah, that's a nice, you know, yep. Yep. Good, good, good signing there for the Spurs. Julian Champagne one's a little weird. That's a little weird. Understand that Trey Lyles really good value for the Kings mm-hmm. uh, to bring him back. Um, Kings are still very flexible in the way they could put things uh, together with, with their stuff. Uh, the Wolves added Troy Brown Jr., Nikhil Alexander Walker, resigned, and they got Shake Milton. So okay, right, all pretty good. 
yeah. no value contracts, nothing crazy there for any of those three guys, you know, filling out your, your guard rotation. I would expect here in about 40 ish minutes, we're going to get a uh, tweet that says uh, the, the wolves and Anthony Edwards have agreed to a, uh, uh, max rookie scale extension with designated uh, rookie language. I'll explain that because I've seen tons of people like, why has nothing happened with Jalen Brown yet? Why yeah. have the Wolves not extended Anthony Edwards? Those can't be offered until the league year changes over. Mm-hmm. So those have to that's... wait till midnight. Otherwise, you're right. admitting you tampered, and that's why. So, um, so that's that's where you know that's why we haven't seen any of those yet. So, all right, exactly. the agents who are left want to go through through that. Uh, handful of names so point guard d'angelo russell patrick beverly russell westbrook also known as the lakers point guard situation from a year ago um (laughs) (laughs) uh is still out there restricted free agent dennis smith jr who i like uh dallin obanton another guy i kind of like from the raptors uh and then it gets super ugly uh shooting guards Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley, Dante DiVincenzo. Heard DiVincenzo linked to the Knicks very early on. Yeah, and then, then kind of quiet. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Noel of the uh, Timberwolves, Matisse Thibel, Lonnie Walker. If we move into the small forwards, Dylan Brooks, Jay Crowder, Kelly Oubre Jr., Torrey Craig, TJ Warren. Uh, moving into the power forwards, a couple restricted guys, PJ Washington and Grant Williams are both still out there. Uh, Jalen McDaniels, Jalen McDaniels, the one uh, finished the year with the Sixers, Jeff Green. We talked about Jermichael Green, uh, Dario Saric, and then centers. We talked about it quite a bit, but Brooke Lopez, Christian Wood, Mason Plumley, Dwight Powell, then you're into your, you know, definitely mm-hmm. minimum guys like Thomas Bryant, Jock Landale, Bismack Biombo, Blake Griffin, uh, Mo Wagner, Paul Reed, a restricted guy there, Jackson Hayes. So it's. It's getting yeah. thinner. It was already thin. It's getting yeah. thinner. It was already thin, and the, the yeah, we're 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 getting down down to it uh, with this. It went very very quickly uh, this year. So, all right, let's yeah. jump into some super chat. Yeah, so again, we, we got through a lot of free agency tonight. There's going to be some more stuff going on tomorrow. Obviously, still some dominoes to fall, but um, yeah, a lot went down tonight. I mean, we still got some trade stuff, right? James Harden trade hasn't gone yep. down yet. That's still. Still out there, you know, we'll see what, what happens with that. It sounds like the Sixers aren't in any rush mm-hmm. necessarily to do it. And then we'll we'll see in just what it's what what was Dame Lillard moved by uh resigning Jeremy Grant. And you know, what was that enough to keep him happy or is he right. gonna want to go a different way? So we'll see. All right, we're going to jump through some of these super chats. Uh, I got a few questions that are of this vein. So, can the Lakers sign Brooke Lopez? No. If so, D'Lo is out. They would only be bringing back D'Angelo Russell with bird rights anyway. They don't have bird rights on Brooke Lopez. So, no, uh, they cannot do that. No, no. Um, oh, Doug says keep the the loud the sound nice and loud on that drop. He said my heart needs a jolt at seventy. LOL. Well. Hopefully, uh, if I do, I do need to turn it down a little bit, but I need to still kind of keep the the jump scare of it all. Yeah, in, in there. that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I um, somebody, okay. sorry, someone in the chat said Rich Paul MVP. Yeah, oh, he had him, himself a night. Yeah, yeah, and no D, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Esham said Pistons are just dumping on this off season. I mean, we kind of talked about it. It's, yeah. Somebody said, bring back uh, Tristan Thompson, great energy guy. He played like 10 minutes this past season, 
Uh, you know, he did look fairly spry out there. You never know. You never know what they're going to do. There. That's probably one where Tristan Tom. It's not. It's not the. It's not like NBA training camps or like the whole guys don't want to go through NFL camp, mm-hmm. right? So then they wait, they come back yeah. later. But Tristan Thompson might be like, hey, I'll check in with you guys after the first of the year. Yeah. Right. Like yep. he might be content to kind of sit out for a little bit. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, can the Lakers still sign and trade D'Lo for 20 million? They could sign and trade him, but it, people get this. And this isn't just a Lakers thing. This is a NBA fans in general. Whenever there's a free agent that your team's, maybe going to keep or some people don't want them to keep you instantly jump to oh sign and trade him right because you want to get something for the player and all that sure and i think people just don't understand like how difficult a sign and trade is and what it takes to get it done i mean you have to have a team that wants the player that wants to pay the player what the player wants that is willing to give up stuff in order to get the player on the contract that the player wants and the player has to want to go to that team and the team the player is coming from has to want the stuff that that opposing team has it's not easy. There's a yeah. lot of factors involved in getting a sign and trade done. A lot more than just a team going, Hey, you're a free agent. We like you sign here. It's a much, much different dynamic. So yeah, uh, people talk about them all the time, but sign and trades are just not as easy to pull off as I think the perception is. Yeah. I think if you want your team to get rid of the guy, you forget about the sign part of the sign and trade. Yeah. If you want your team to get the guy, you forget about the trade part of the sign and trade. Right. Yeah. So can they trade him for 20 million? I'd have to run the exact math. And that's also obviously right a little hard because we, we don't know where Austin Reeves is going to fall yet. So my guess is what the Lakers are going to do is they're going to now probably sit pat a little bit, try to make sure they're covered for whatever the eventuality is with Austin Reeves, which they know it's, you know, 12 ish million in that first yep. year. And then the, they're going to you know move forward from there uh, with that. So, so I think, you know, I, I, I think we're probably, you know, not to say they couldn't move into something right away, but, but we're getting close too. So we, we got to put, start putting math to, to together and really looking at some of these deals and all right, how much room do mm-hmm. they have under the hard cap? Cause that's what limits how much could come back in a D'Angelo Russell sign and trade. Right. Right. And that's if they even decided to trade him and we've heard that they'll probably bring him back. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. Yep. Uh, Arnold, which by the way, I've been watching that series on Netflix, uh, FUBAR. I haven't seen it. Is it good? It's not, yeah, it's not bad. Like it didn't get yeah. very good reviews, but it's worth watching anyway. Um, so the bear. Says, so I just you... started the bear. Oh yeah. On uh, Hulu. Really good. My wife really wants good. to watch that one. Yeah, yeah. Not family friendly at in the yeah. slightest. Our daughter watched like two seconds, and we're like, "Get out of here!" You like, <laughs> go. Okay yeah. So. Um. So Lakers didn't re-sign D'Lo. If we add all the signings and player holds the Lakers have, they're at about $131 million in cap. If we re-sign Austin Reeves and let D'Lo walk, we still have our full mid-level and biannual to use, right? Uh, no, they're going to be using the full they mid-level those. Yeah. on Gabe Vincent, the biannual on Torian Prince. So they're yep. not going to have those anymore. Yeah, he might have a little bit of the full mid-level mm-hmm. left, but it's, it's probably not a meaningful amount. Might. And my guess on that was the reason why they didn't go the full mid-level was putting the puzzle pieces together with D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves that they probably saw, hey, we're going to need a little bit more. Yep. And that's that's what I'm th- I think it's going to become clear why the Gabe Vincent deal is at the number it is when we see D'Angelo Russell and, and Austin Reeves and all those come in. Exactly. Agreed. Uh, are the Blazers giving up on Dame? No, the opposite. They are yeah. 
committed to trying to win around him. That's why they just paid $160 million to a player um, that can help them win potentially right now. Is Dane uh, giving up on the Blazers? We don't know yeah, yet. That's another question. Uh, another question about D'Lo and Brooke Lopez. We already addressed that. Uh, Miguel, which teams still have space that need a big? Judging by the market, seems like some of the bigs will have to settle on deals. Yep. Yeah. It, Houston and San Antonio are the only ones working with meaningful cap space. Basically, everybody else is used. You know, there's a couple teams floating out there with you know ten to fifteen million left, but but we're we're you know. Spending big guys, that's still Houston's got about 24 ish to go. San Antonio's in the you know 34 ish range. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, all right. Doug McMenamin, don't call him Dave, said thanks, Trevor and Keith. Uh, you make it thanks, fun. Dave. On. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Uh, Mavs need defense. Not sure Luca and Kyrie can coexist. Yeah. I mean, find out. Yeah. It's only been it's 16 games. It's super like every team, every team out there. Hey, what are you looking for? Oh, we need a guy who can defend and can shoot threes, right? That's yep. what every team wants. So it's easy to see. like if the Mavs loaded up on a bunch of defenders, people would be saying they need shooters. If they get a bunch of shooters. They need defense. It's difficult to check every single box, but I think, you know, they, they're going to do Especially when you're here. working with limited means to get those guys. Those guys yes. get paid. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And then uh, we've got, can the Hornets still pay Miles Bridges, PJ, and PJ Washington after paying LaMelo? Yeah, so no movement at all on Miles Bridges or PJ Washington, both restricted free agents. So haven't seen anything yet. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, they're probably going to max out LaMelo. That's my guess, is that'll be another one of these ones here in about a half hour mm-hmm. or so that we'll probably get a tweet about a max extension uh, for LaMelo Ball. It's going to be tight. You know, for, for them, they're, they're going to have to figure stuff out. The good news is Gordon Hayward's money comes off the books after this season, so they're, they should be fine to, to yeah. you know, pay a large uh, amount of money to Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. And reality is, Miles Bridges probably isn't going to see – he's definitely not going to see anything near like what he was looking at going into free agency no. last year before the domestic violence charges. So, I yeah, I think we're in a spot where they're they're – they, they should be okay to get both of those guys resigned, come in under what they need to come in under. Because the other thing with LaMelo, it's not this this season for him. It'll be next year mm-hmm. that his extension will kick in. That's going to be the case with all of these guys that you're going to probably start hearing about here at uh, here in 30 minutes, just after midnight or so uh, here coming. on the East Coast. Um, did you see the thing about Tyrese Maxey, though, today? Yeah, they're they not, don't. They're not going to extend him, but they, yeah. they want the flexibility. But they yeah. still have him as part of their roster moving forward. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. I kind of makes me wonder, you know, what what they're planning long term yeah. there in, in Philly because it sounds like they have two goals: is in the James Harden trade is we want very little salary back that goes past this season, mm-hmm. but we want some guys who could contribute on the core, which then if you start matching stuff up, it's like, all right, well then just get a deal done with the Clippers. Cause they're the ones who have, you know, like eight guys like that, that you can pick from. Now, why would they do that? <laughs> all right. I, I think we got through a very busy, I'm sure there's some stuff we left out, but we it's, got through a very busy first here. day. We yeah. will obviously we are going to get a whole bunch of stuff um, uh, here in the uh, next um, little bit. 
like I said, when those ones come up, we'll we'll get into all that stuff tomorrow. Yeah, uh, when, when we record at some point tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We do appreciate it. And one more super chat came in. Will the Lakers go after Dante DiVincenzo? No. Lakers are uh, it's minimums they don't for have money. Lakers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're Very down to minimums. You know, somebody will will get get a little. You know, they'll they'll DiVincenzo will get more from Absolutely. somebody else. So. He definitely will. What what we may see just I'll finish with this thoughts mm-hmm. for the night. We may see things kind of slow down a little bit now just because teams may wait on uh, what's going on with this Harden trade, what's going to yeah. rebalance after that, and those kind of things. That may be where we end up here over the next day or so. Um, because we're I mean, we went through the available free agent list. It's not very good. So, no. you know, no no one's gonna be rushing, I think, to get you know, a lot of those deals done. Yeah, this is uh we had the the initial storm of, of moves, it's going to settle down for a little bit here, and we may just kind of be watching to see what happens with Hurricane Harden and uh, and where all that goes. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Again, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show on YouTube. Turn on those notifications. Smash that like button. If you haven't done so yet, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is to listen to podcasts. Great way to help out the show as well is to give us a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you again, everybody. Till tomorrow. See ya. And stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.